what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Brothers in Hello, Tech. Hello, everybody. The Welcome Mesh. to Brothers in Tech. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Oh, I, I kind of I felt like I was the host after last week. I thought I thought <laughs> I thought this is what people wanted, and I was going to no. Anyway, you go ahead. You go ahead. You do. You Are do you it. sure? Are, is it okay <laughs> if I continue? Yeah, Brian had his little bout of getting to host by himself last week as uh, I was incapacitated for the week. And uh, Brian, you did a good job. I will say that I, I did watch the show. Um, wow. Okay, you were the one. That's good. I you skimmed through parts of it just to see if you were going to embarrass yourself or not. And you didn't, yeah. you did, you did fine. So Thank I appreciate you. you holding down the fort last week. Um, this is brothers in tech. This is our podcast where we talk about technology, but we really try to hang on it from a home and family personal side of things. So don't get into the corporate tech enterprise tech. We talk about things that people could be using day to day in their own oh, daily lives. And uh, you know, we try to get together when we talk, Talk about some aspect of technology, home or personal tech, that is really, uh, we think, appealing to a lot of people, something that could be a little bit of an educational tool for them. But today's episode is one that we do every few weeks, uh, try to do about once a month. And we'd be lying if we didn't say it was kind of our favorite to do, just because it's it's clearly our favorite. It's our Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode. This is the one where Brian and I both bring some technology to the table that we want to showcase for one another. I don't know what Brian's bringing. Brian doesn't know what I'm bringing. Uh, I think the end goal here is to see, can we convince the other brother to spend money on these things True. that we're, True. we're showing? Um, and uh, plus it's just, it is truly useful or interesting tech that we've started using or finding in our lives. And we want to kind of share as a recommendation to others to consider as well. So uh, before we get into that, there, Brian, uh, you doing okay? Everything Good. This is our one time talk week, so I'm just kind of checking in with you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad you were, you know, back with us. Uh, um, yeah. Again, you know, I, I know uh, people were people were worried. I'm sure, and uh, but then of course they listened to the episode and realized there was nothing to worry about. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I still talked for 45 minutes. You know that, right? I mean, I know you didn't quite get through your, you know, my entire episode, but. I came in, did the episode one shot, by the way, right? You, you said I could record it, but I, you know, one shot. And I came out and my wife said, you were in there for 45, you were talking to yourself for 45 minutes. <laughs> I said, well, I got, I got on a roll, right? I got on a roll. We talked about meal it services. Happens. I had a lot of meal services to talk about. And uh, yeah. no, that was, that was kind of fun, but, but I missed you. I missed you. I mean, that's, this, right. this, is, this is, yeah, this is a lot more fun. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I was uh, not feeling great last week. Appreciate you taking the reins on for the week, but I am back and raring and roaring and ready to go with this week's episode. So let's jump right into it, Brian. Let's our brothers in tech suggestions for August, 2022. There you go for this month. Um, And I think we both have two kind of uh, suggestions that we want to give. So let's ping pong those back and forth. I'm going to have you start us off, Brian. What is your first brothers in tech suggestion for us? Today. Okay, so um, let me start by saying that I'm I'm cheating just a little bit. I'm stretching mm-hmm. the I'm stretching the term t- 
technology here, you know, given this brother in tech uh, suggestion. Um, And although there is some form of tech with this, it is it's probably not technology, but uh, it is something that I have uh, purchased recently, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, So I wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, Alan, if you will go ahead and share my screen or my window. So I, my pick uh, this week is the Blackstone original 36 inch griddle. Uh, Now, again, I'm, I'm completely stretching the term technology here. Um, but uh, there is, by the way, a lighter that has a double A batter in it. The double A battery is there for a, for a click mm-hmm. on lighter. So I think, you know, we've yeah. got to call it technology. You're but, good. You're good. You're um, covered. So, so first of all, let me say I did not buy this used. And you know, Alan, that I, I love buying used things. I'm a big Craigslist marketplace kind of person. Uh, so I bought this uh, used, but I am tickled by it. Um, so, uh, you know, for those that are really uh, interested in outdoor cooking, um, you know, we have a we have a grill, we have a pellet grill, actually, Alan, I think was a pick of mine maybe a year or two ago. Um, I remember. That we use, very small one. Uh, but uh, my wife has always known that uh, I love to, I love to pretend like I cook. Uh, I love, uh you know, the, um, the Japanese steakhouses where they cook in front of you. Uh, I love, uh, I used to love as a kid watching the, the cooks at Waffle House cook on a big flat top. And I always had a, uh, a desire to, uh, to, to cook that way, or at least pretend like I was cooking that way. And uh, so actually my wife found this uh, used and, uh, and got it for me. And I have had such a good time with it. So it's an outdoor, it's an outdoor griddle. Uh, it's a large griddle, as you can see. It's 36 inches wide, cooking yeah. space. Uh, it's got four burners on it. Um, so the way this works is you light the left burner, and, of course, it starts that side of the grill, and then you can carry over and, and turn them all on. If you're going to be cooking over the whole space, uh, I actually tend to cook with about half of the space and then mm-hmm. use the right side for, like, warming because it still gets a little warm over there, but it's not, you know, cooking. And I bought some hibachi style tools, you know, I've got the the big um, uh, spatulas, you know, that I can uh, move things around and everything. And it's been super fun. So we've gone, I've probably done, I don't know, in the last two months, maybe, you know, been out there maybe six or seven times for breakfast. You know, pancakes are fantastic on this thing. I'm sure. Right. Because you do them all at once. Mm -hmm. You just put them all at once and you're done in five minutes. Um, You know, we uh, we did eggs this morning, like, you know, egg egg and toast sorts of things. And the beauty is, like, say, you can cook a lot of things at once. Um, Mm -hmm. It's also nice in that it's super easy to clean. If you think about a pan, you're you're going and you're going to go scrub that a little bit later. This just I have a brush. I pour water on it like they do at the uh, the Japanese steakhouses, and I mm-hmm. scrape it really quickly. It gives me so much pleasure to uh, to do a quick clean afterwards. Um, yeah. But it's also like Alan. I don't know if you've ever used a uh, uh, and what do, what do they call it a cast iron skillet, right? If yes. you've ever cooked in a mm-hmm. cast iron, right? No. So it's and it's similar to a cast iron in that this is the top of this thing is super heavy and it is mm-hmm. super uh, solid. But it's also made kind of like a cast iron where you really can't hurt it. So it's made to scrape. You scrape across it and everything. And it's also, or at least I'm treating it this way. I don't know if this is the case, but I don't tend to clean it with cleaners, right? Like you, you're not supposed to do, obviously, with a cast yeah. iron, right? I go with just water. And it's got, 
oil built into it. It's got, you know, the stuff from previous times I've cooked built in. But since I'm cooking kind of the same stuff all the time, it doesn't really matter. Um, sure. So one of the listeners is asking about uh, griddle cover. It does. Uh, well, mine came with a cover. Uh, I think I noticed that they're providing a free cover when you buy it now. Uh, I think typically it had been you could buy the cover. Um, so yeah, I've got a cover that fits right over it. Um, I'll just go out in the mornings if we're cooking breakfast, pull it off, turn the uh, turn the heat on for a couple of the uh, the burners. And, you know, in a few minutes, I take my stuff out, you know, one round of, of cooking, whatever it is. Um, I wanted to bring this up to you, Alan, because of timing that, you know, last week I talked about... Um, these meal uh, meal delivery services and mm-hmm. interestingly i given that the service we're with which is hello fresh um it's the one one of those i talked about last week you know it has a lot of meals that you can choose from mm-hmm. and now that we got this i've actually chosen a few meals specifically that i know are like can be done on a mm-hmm. on a griddle that don't require maybe a lot of water or anything that might run off of this um, so I cooked, uh, I've cooked a couple of the, uh, the meals that have come with the HelloFresh and normally those require a pan where it says, okay, now cook the vegetables. All right, take the vegetables out and put them in a bowl. Now cook the meat. Okay. Now come back and put the vegetables in the meat. So I, I basically finished everything in half the time cause I had two sides going, you know, my, oh, sure. uh, Laura yeah. was over there doing the veggies. I was doing the beef and we kind of scraped them together and then we're good to go. So I don't know. This is to me. It's uh, it's not one of the things that I needed um, mm-hmm. because we can do all that cooking indoors. But it's been really hot here. I think Alan, we've talked about it. It's, it was 100 degrees today out here in the Portland area, which is uh, not something we're totally used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so cooking outdoors has been much more fun uh, to get out of the house and not turn ovens on in the house and not turn cooktop. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I bought this griddle and have uh, loved it. Alan, I'm going to go really quickly and just show you back on the home screen because I had not done this since I bought this used, but they do have uh, what looks like a camp version here, you know, a small version of the same griddle. Um, they've got a newer version of this griddle. It's much more expensive and I'm not sure what the difference is other than looks like maybe they have warming trays and things like that in it. But yeah, um, you know, this, uh, the top of this thing is what's really worth it, right? That big top is one big solid uh, piece. It's going to lip around the back, so you actually can have a lot of sauces and everything in there. Scrape them around. You're not worried about it falling off the edge. It's got a tray on the front, so all the grease kind of rolls forward and then over to the right to uh, to a little container. So super fun. It's been uh Super fun to cook on. And uh, so I'm going to call it technology uh, and uh, we'll say that I'll tie in again with the uh, the um, meal services and that this is kind of a fun way to cook a lot of those. So, yeah. So that's my, right. that's my, I pick. will, I will allow it. It is a stretch. Okay. <laughs> but I'm there's a battery. There's a battery. There's right? a battery. Okay. That's that, that barely <laughs> crosses the threshold of what I consider technology pick but it's a cool pick it's um yeah, it's it's super fun super fun now, to once you on. get it voice activated then we'll talk technology picks. <laughs> well let me also say alan because it's a because it's a flat top and because the um the burners that are underneath are somewhat protected right mm-hmm. i've actually cleaned one time i cleaned it when i first got it i cleaned it with a hose which was pretty cool right i mean on a grill you don't think about doing that because you're afraid kind of 
the water is going to stand in there and all that stuff. But this, you know, I sprayed it off with a hose. I sprayed the entire thing off. It's, it's pretty industrial um, to be able to use, but um, you know, the, my, my dreams of being a Waffle House cook uh, are at least allowing me, you know, momentary chances to, uh, to experience that. So, uh, of course, we don't have Waffle Houses out here, so I can't go get a job. I was going to uh, say, yeah, that's House, that so. still seems to be just over on our neck of the woods. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, anyway, fun fact, the Blackstone Blackstone Griddle. I'm uh, I'm a big fan. So, fun fact: Waffle House is where my boys took me for Father's Day breakfast, and I was <sighs> super happy. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, gonna hide your uh, gonna hide your screen there. Good pick, Brian. Thanks. Good Thank pick. you. Yeah, Thank little you. pricey. I mean, it was well, uh, four hundred. I'm hoping. But, um, I mean, I'm noticing you're you're probably not going to buy it, but maybe one of our listeners just said it's on their list, so hey, maybe that counts. Okay, maybe that counts right. as a kind of we'll a win one. for me. So we'll see. Well, I'll tell you what. So here's here's what I'm going to do with my pick, Brian. Um, I'm going to counteract your $400 pick, and I'm going to give you four <laughs> websites that are all perfectly free. Okay. Well, and I'm doing this as a bundle for a reason. To be I'm doing this as a package. This is all considered one recommendation, but it's four different websites I'm going to give because I can go through each of these pretty quick. I uh, stumbled across it. I don't even remember. I wish I could give proper credit to someone who just on Twitter kind of went on a, a long thread of, hey, here's a whole bunch of random websites that I use more than I ever thought I would hmm. for random reasons. And I want to share them with everybody. And I just went through the websites because I was just kind of curious. And out of the 20 or so they put up there, four of them are ones I said, you know what? I am bookmarking these sites. There will be ways I will use these sites. Wow. And, uh, okay. And they're kind I'm of a, a random range of, of things. So let me let me hit them for you here real quick. Okay. These aren't um, going to be porn, are they? Well, I mean. Did now you have to push all way. the porn sites off? of your bookmarks in order to get them well, on now that you've mentioned that um now i'm kind of embarrassed <laughs> be pretty careful. Up, so. <laughs> let me uh let me show you the first one this is a website called photopea so it's photo and then p-e-a like the like the vegetable p and what this is it's a free website uh photopea.com brian you've used photoshop before yes okay yes. Photoshop is an Adobe product. It is, uh, you know, part of their uh, suite of applications for doing photo editing, adding text or adding other elements to photographs or incorporating photographs into other layouts. Uh, if you buy the Adobe version, I mean, it's pretty pricey or you have to yep. get into a monthly subscription to pay for it. Yeah, yep. it's a very good, powerful application. However, it is a little out of reach for people who just need it for very, very quick occasional needs. This website, it's pretty amazing. It's Photopea. I have used it several times now and I can vouch for it. It, it works really great. And it basically does a lot of the core functions of what Photoshop does. So let's say you've got a photograph, Brian, and you'd like to add some text to it. And then you'd like to save that out or, or have it formatted or saved out in a way so somebody else can open it and read it. Or you just want to print it out from there and you need something really nice to lay it out. Photopea will let you from this website, I can go in and say that I either want to create a new project and it's going to give me some templates I can work with. It's really nice. It already shows you for social media, different layout sizes. Let's say if you want to do a, 
a, an image across the top of a Facebook page. It already gives you the dimensions for that. And I can say, well, hmm. I like this one. So I'm going to choose it. Now I've got that template open. If you're familiar with Photoshop at all, you will notice there are layers over here. That you can now add layers and modify those layers. I can take the text layer and move it around. I can go get my text tool, which looks very similar to Photoshop over here on the side with these icons. Modify my text. I can move this around now that I've got it in place. Go back to my pointer, move it. I can move the, 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 the uh, subline. Let me get that one. Put it around. I can add some other photographs. If I've got a photograph on my computer, I want to bring in and drop into this. I can add it as another layer. I can put it behind the text. I can put it in front of the text. I can do those same kind of layer things I do in Photoshop. But again, I'm doing this completely free. Okay. And then I do have options for exporting and saving out as JPEGs or PDF files or even saving to a PSD file, which is a Photoshop file. Wow. So let's say you're somebody who doesn't have Photoshop, but maybe you need to send something to somebody who does and you want to give them a file to start working on. Well, you can build it here. Or if somebody sends you a Photoshop file and you want to open it up and do something with it, you can actually do it here on this free app on the website. So I was actually really impressed for a free web-based tool, how many functions it would allow you to do still. Um, so if I go in here, if I want to just, uh, let me see if I can add a new layer, matting a layer. And now if I want to open a photo, um, so here's a photograph of a, of an event. And if I take that and I want to bring it over and drop it into this, now I've put that photo in this Photoshop file. I can layer it. I can put it behind the text or I can put it in front of the text, move the text layers around. Again, I'm doing a lot of the things that you would see having done in Photoshop, but I'm doing it free in a browser and uh, with no cost. Like wow. at all to do. And now I can even save it uh, to my desktop or I can save it. Um, yeah, if I say I want to save it as a PSD, which is a Photoshop native file, mm -hmm. got my options for doing it. I can save it. And it downloads it to my browser, like wherever my browser downloads are. And that's where I have it now. So, and I can go back around and I can go back into Photopea and open up that PSD file I created and work on it just like a Photoshop file. So I'm pretty impressed with how versatile it is. I'm pretty impressed with how powerful it is for a free tool. Yes, there's a lot of things that Photoshop will do that this, this application won't do. Yeah. But I guarantee you for 95% of your needs that you would use Photoshop for, you can accomplish them in this, uh, this photo tool as well. So hmm. I'm just, uh, I was pretty amazed with it. I have been playing around with it for a few weeks now. I've actually used it in a couple of situations just to see it being used in a real world situation. And it works really great. So, uh, very cool. And I guess the only partial downside is that you've got ads, right? But if that's yeah, a yeah. Very small, there are ads you can pay, see right? all on the side. That's the trade-off you've got is you're going to have ads on your photo editor app. But I, you know, after working in it in a few minutes, I forget about it. And oh, um, that's great. That's a great. small price to pay, I think, for something free. So, uh, wow. No, I love it. Anyway, that's great. Pretty nice. So that's Photoshop. That's Photopea, a Photoshop alternative. If you want to do anything with photo editing or doing some simple layout tools in a Photoshop-like application, but you want to do it for free uh, over the web, 
That's the way to do it. Photopea, you can create an account. You don't have to. Like like the right says, it says it's free for $0 a month and you get all the features. If you wanted to pay $3.33 a month, you can get no ads. And uh, you have a little bit more undo levels yeah. in your history yeah. where you can go backwards and undo things a little bit further back. And you get some email support. But I mean, feature-wise, you get everything for the free version. So. So Alan, let me let me ask you about that. If you had an account, well, if you're logged into an account, do you know, can you right now, could you save your file and open it up again later? Do they have an online storage or do you just save it so that it is a Photoshop version? Then you open it up and start working again. How does that work? So what happens is there's not a, if you don't pay, you don't have any kind of storage online okay. through Photopea. But what you do have is it links and will show links to your Google Drive, your OneDrive or your Dropbox. So you can actually connect to there and that's where you would store your files. But so, also it says this device, right? So you could actually save it to your desktop and then open it up at a... Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start working. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Yep. Yeah. So right there, if I wanted to do it from there, that that's the easiest way to do it. Okay. Or I just open from computer and it gives me a pop-up. You're not seeing a pop-up window, but... It's letting me open from my, my, my computer, any file I've got on my desktop. So, yeah. Wow. You might've just saved, saved money as opposed to cost me money. Average your $400 and my zero we're at 200 bucks average. Okay. Well, like I said, I think you, I think you might actually have been in the negative because you're saving me from Photoshop. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. CMTB. So can I, good. just because I'm in this web browser and I've got three other sites to show all the rest of them are nowhere near as useful. <laughs> as Photopea. Okay. But it's amazing to me how much I've still used these and enjoyed these. This is a little more fun. But we're gonna have we're gonna have fun with these. So another site that I was amazed by is a site called uh my90stv.com. Yes. My90stv.com. What this is, and again, a completely free website. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody would pay for this anyway, but it is a free thing. And it emulates a TV set from the 1990s. I actually had this exact same TV set at one point in my life. Okay. And when you turn it on, it shows 90s television. (laughs) I can flip through what categories I want to see or not see. Okay. So let me turn it down. I have a remote control so I can control this TV. If I say I don't want to see any commercials, I can uncheck the commercials. If I don't want to see any news, I can uncheck news. But otherwise, I'm going channel by channel, and it is showing me actual television from the 1990s uh, on this TV set. Okay. Wow. Let me keep going through the channels. This seems to be a, uh, oh, that's the uh, Adams Family, I believe, movie from the 1990s. Mm. I remember that. Go through the channel again. Uh, this appears to be, I'm not sure what movie this is, but it does look a little familiar. Um, I'm going to go and turn back on that. I do want to see commercials and news. I'll see. There seems to be some sort of uh, talk show dating game. Oh, it's like a dating game. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so anyway, this is kind of fun Intellectual stuff. TV. So basically, <laughs> it's, I've got oh, the, you get now. to pick the year. You get to pick the well, year. Well, that's what I was going to get to. The 90s is oh what got me into this. The person I was reading the list of li- listed the My 90s TV. However, I grew up in the 80s. 
So 90s yeah. is great, but it was a little, I was already kind of an adult at this point. I didn't really you know, pay much attention to it as much. But if I go to the 1980s one, now I've got the kind of TV set I remember as a kid, now not the one I was as an adult. And same idea, turn on the power, music videos, that, uh, oh, sporting events from the 1980s, rugby. No, yeah. Okay. Aussie rules. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's nine to five. Nine to five. <laughs> yeah. And you're not hearing the volume, are you? Yes. Yeah, I am. You are hearing the volume. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know I if, remember if I turn it on. Speakers to or if it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm wow. having fun with this. There's also a 60s and a 70s TV as well. So does the 60s only give you like three channels? Or yeah, right. I think so. <laughs> you click three times. Yeah, 60s, I have to press the actual power button on the TV set itself. <laughs> yeah, you do have ads filter in there. Obviously, they've got a, they're pushing ads out there for you. That's what that banner is across the screen. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I have to hit my channel. Oh, yes. <laughs> You got the UHD and the VHF or whatever it said, the UHF, VHF, is that what it was? The ad banners do go away after a while, so, but, um, and then my volume, I have to, yeah, (laughs) I have to kind of turn this little dial to turn the volume down. There we go. Wow. So anyway, I've had fun with this. Granted, it's not something I spend hours on, but it, well, I mean, maybe I did, but this has just been kind of, it's just a cool concept. I just love the idea that, you know, somebody sat there and played around. Now, on the 60s one, you can choose different years down here. I don't think you can do that on the 80s. Yeah, one. no, you could. You could. Oh, you could. Well, oh, it's not the 80s. The 70s oh, no, are right. the, uh, the, 90s, the 90s you get too, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Man, that took someone quite a bit of time to put this together, right? To go by year, to go by all the... I mean, I guess it is, uh, like it is a lot of throwing it in, right? So that is my 80s TV or my 90s TV.com. So my either 80stv or 90stv.com. A lot of fun. Wow. Can I hit my hey, last bravo. two? These will be even shorter. Bravo. Yeah. Okay. Um, Brian, at you, but. Um, I like, I love movies. I love television shows. I'm a big, uh, big fan. I, I review movies uh, from time to time. I'm deep into it, but there are certain topics and things that could happen in movies that upset me. Um, namely animals. If animals are going to meet an untimely des- demise in a film that affects me pretty hard and I don't want to deal with it. Other things are um, things dealing with fingernails like like people getting hurt at their fingernails or tortured by fingernails be, this is a weird thing for me but it is something just, i'm hung up on i don't like to i'm see just it. gonna let you talk about yourself go ahead mm-hmm. so this website the, the the main name is does the dog die.com <laughs> and what it is it is an emotion it's crowdsourced emotional spoilers for movies tvs books and more so what you do is if you're planning on watching a movie you can put the movie name in here and it will flag it and show you the ratings for various categories that could be seen as traumatic or upsetting for people who watch them (laughs) if i want to see all the categories are animals being abused are there spiders are there snakes (laughs) are there bugs 
Um, child, you know, child getting abused, obviously, uh, uh, addiction involved, someone's using drugs, someone's using alcohol, whatever. A lot of different categories that sort by, but what I would do is go choose a, a film. Um, give me a film title, Brian, any film doesn't matter. Uh, back to the future. Okay. If I go to back to the future, I can search for it. And it's giving me questions. Does a cat die? No, no cat's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Does a dog die? No. Although there is a little comment to let you know, Hey, there's Mm. a scene where a dog sent back in time. And for a moment you think you disintegrated, but it turns out he's perfectly fine. Yeah. So it's letting you know these things. And I just, I just think this is hilarious because I've actually used this. We were getting ready to watch a movie the other night. And I know there's a few things that my wife really does, does not deal with well if they're in movies. Like, well, you know, I'm just going to check it out and pull it up and see. And sure enough, one of our red flag categories was going to be in this movie. So I was able to carefully say, Hey, you know what, hun, just to be aware, this does happen in this movie. So I'm just letting (laughs) you know. And um, we're good. Is someone stalked? Yes. Someone stalked, is stalked yes. in yes, they are. the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does a dragon die? I don't understand that one, why that would be kind of a, a factor, but no, no dragons die hmm. in Back to the Future. Um, is there addiction? Yes. Lorraine is an alcoholic in the beginning. Yes. The film, so, yes. yes. That's right. So, again, I just love this. I mean, to me, this is like, all right, Fantastic. somebody really wants to make sure they're going into a film with just everything they, they know and they're not going to get upset by things, then this is what they got. So this is does the dog die.com is the, the main title there. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I need to, I need to, to, in order to know how good this really is, can you type yeah. in clowns as a category? Cause I despise yeah. clowns. Are there clowns? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, so get, okay, see. so get you the movie. Okay, it and, it okay. it has clowns. Um, it chapter yeah. two, <laughs> there are clowns. <laughs> Homestruck. Never heard of Homestruck, but it's got clowns in it. So you might want to yeah, watch out for that. Won't be watching. Won't be watching. Joker, the Joker movie. There is a clown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Supernatural, yeah. The Good Place, Steven Universe, American Horror Story. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. So I know exactly what not to watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. There you go. Man, this man. Is great. Alan, you, you're killing it today. Can I give you one more last one before I move on to your pick? One I, more I, website. I don't know. I don't know. One if more I can website more, in this category okay. of just okay. bizarre random websites I stumbled okay. across. This last one is probably the most important. I'm just going to go and say, I think everybody listening to this is going to be bookmarking this website when I'm, when I'm done with it. Okay. The website is McBroken. M-C-B-R-O. K-E-N. Brian, there are McDonald's out West, right? We have McDonald's. Yes, they are. Yeah, I always McDonald's. have to check. I never know quite what's in the Oregon area compared to the rest of the country. Yeah, we call um, them something different, but um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we have McDonald's. You a fan of uh, ice cream sundaes or any of the hot fudge sundaes they have at the McDonald's? Hot fudge anything. So yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You ever gone to McDonald's and the hot fudge machine is not working? It's broken. Mm-hmm. I have not. I have not. I have. That, that sounds happened. painful. That's, that's not painful. Fun. Well, I'm here to save everybody. McBroken <laughs> is a crowdsourced database where people will let you know in the vicinity where you live or where you're visiting, are the McDonald's in that area, do the ice cream machines work? <laughs> so where I am right now, I am in Hickory, North Carolina. And if I zoom in a little bit, let's see if I can uh, zoom in. Yeah. 
it is showing me the McDonald's in my area. And it is showing me all green dots mean right now they are operational. The ice cream machines are working in these. But however, right here, this one, Springs Road, machine was good. It was checked 17 minutes ago. It was not working. <laughs> so stay clear <laughs> of the one on Springs Road. Oh, my gosh. If I had to sum okay. up these last three sites, Brian, this is people with a lot of time on their hands building a wealth of knowledge into a website that you may use one minute out of your life, but it's still there and somebody made this happen. So, Okay, so uh, so I've never heard of this, but yet someone logged in 17 minutes ago to tell you that yes. <laughs> ice cream was, was broken at that particular one. Wow. Look. It's oh. even showing you stats worldwide. Currently, 9.8% of ice cream machines across McDonald's around the country are not working. I did not know this was a thing. Houston is like the highest percentage. 18, almost 19% McDonald's ice cream machines are not working in Houston, it's Texas. It's hot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be. I don't know. Okay. Los Angeles is doing a little better. 10% are not working. If I go down the lowest, oh, 0%. Everybody, all machines are working in Boston. Boston is... Running really good. Wow. I just, I think this is just amazing. I don't understand. I didn't think I needed this in my life, but I, I've actually used it since I found the site. <laughs> so, so that was you 17 minutes ago, wasn't it? That was, right. well, no, actually, yeah. we've been on longer than that. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually, that is kind of my job now, is I actually drive around to McDonald's and check the ice cream machine and then I log it back in this site. So. McBroken so is, this is paying you to. Mick Broken, M-C-B-R-K-E-N.com, MickBroken.com. Okay, Brian, I'm out. I'm done. Oh my gosh, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I even want to. to. Oh, oh, sorry. Well I, just, I, I took you off, not the screen. I'm sorry. There we go. I might as well. Might as well be off. My gosh, <laughs> that was that was excellent. I have to say, out of all that, though, the. What am I going to say? I was going to say the TV. The TV was my favorite because that just seems like that took a lot of time for someone to to upload. You know the the TV. The uh, yeah. Which one will I use the most? Um, uh-huh. Probably the uh, Does this dog die? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that's there's the most things that I'm not really sure I want to watch. That is the most practically useful one. And sure enough, the biggest thing for me is I do not want to see an animal, yeah, hurt in a movie if I can help it. And this helps me filter those out. I, I love this. Shane Flint in our chat room is saying, uh, uh, he has data analysts that don't do this much work on a daily basis. That's <laughs> true. Very, very true. I agree. I, yeah. I'm, I'm both amazed when I see these kind of sites pop up or, or this kind of work done, but I'm also a little embarrassed for the people who build it because I'm the whole time I'm thinking, this is what you chose to spend however many hours of your life building and Godspeed to you. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, thank you. Thank you to those people. Yeah. But, uh, sure. but I, I would love to have your independent wealth that you must have to spend time on that. So yeah. Perfect. Wow. Okay. Brian, okay. Alan, looking well, back over I'm, to you. Give me, I am, I'm not nearly useful. as fun. I am not nearly as fun uh, with this one. Um, but I chose this one because you can contribute with me. So even though you've been talking a lot so far. Um, so uh, I am going to, uh, so for those who have been listening, we did a, uh, well, we've done a couple episodes on this, but a few, uh, I don't know, a few episodes back, we did a uh, password manager um, 
uh, episode where we talked about a number of different password managers that you could use. Um, I think at that time, Alan, we were, you and I were actually testing out several. Um, and I realized that any information I gave you at that point in time uh, was somewhat misinformed or at least was not experienced informed. So, uh, so I thought I'd give an update on what the password manager is that I chose to use and you chose to use Alan and, uh, mm-hmm. and give an update on that. So if you want to go ahead and right. share, um, so I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to have a, a, a pick here, uh, a bit of one password and, um, and I know this might be somewhat obvious. We talked about one password on that episode. We talked about um, it being one of the more popular uh, password managers uh, that is out there. Um, but I will say I, I, I started using Keeper. Keeper is the one that I, uh, I think I recommended to you, Alan, initially because I had just gotten it, thought it was pretty good. Uh, actually got you to try it with, with me. And I think we both realized in about a week that it was not up to, to par. So, so we, we jumped ship, uh, left keeper and then went back to, uh, to one password. So, so for, for those who haven't listened to the previous episodes, uh, password managers are ways in which you can keep a lot of sensitive information, including passwords, most, most importantly, passwords, um, through a secure database um, and then be able to use that information across multiple computers. Why would you want to use this if you already have your Safari passwords, if you're a Mac user already saved and being used? Well, you know, technically it should be more uh, secure, but I think most importantly, even if you're someone like me who was fairly comfortable with the, uh, the passwords being saved uh, by my fingerprint uh, on, my, uh, on my computer before, one password allows me to go into any computer, pull up my password manager, log in, and then I have all of my passwords here. So if I go to a computer at the university into a different classroom, I can pull up my password manager and be able to still log into different sites that I may want to use in that class. So, uh, so one password, Alan. You know, I haven't spoken with you since you and I jumped into this. Initially, after kind of ditching Keeper and, and jumping over to One Password, but uh, I've been pretty happy with it. Um, I think it's pretty solid. Um, what I would what I would say, I'm very happy with it on the uh, on the iOS side. Very happy with it on the the using it on my phone, using it on my iPad um, because it comes up and is used just like the current iCloud uh, passwords might be. It takes maybe another step or two to use it uh, on the Mac. Uh, so on a on a website or on an app where I'm logging in, uh, you know, it takes maybe two steps where I click the little icon to say, yes, I want to use one password. And then I'm using my fingerprint to say, yes, it's me. And then it provides me an op- a list of possible passwords that I can click and put in there. But um, so here, here's the part that I want to es- express to people as being a potential benefit for this. And this is what Alan and I have decided to do. Um, I mean, we're sharing an account. Uh, we are sharing a, a family account. So we're paying a little bit more. I think, I think we're paying, Alan, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're paying like six or $7 a month yes. for this. Um, and we get, think five accounts right now uh, mm-hmm. that is part of it. And the beauty of this, if you haven't really thought through the possible use of this, so if you're someone who, let's say that your parents, this is one of the, the reasons that we're deciding to do this, is if you have you know your parents who 
may have their own computers and their own phones and their own iPads that they're logging into things. You know, if something were to happen to them, right? We talked about digital legacy a long time ago, Alan. Um, you know, there would be a lot of information that would be very hard to obtain if uh, you didn't have their passwords. Now, as when you're part of a family, so we have a family account, and that family account allows each of us our own login. So Alan has his own login. I have my own login. My wife has her own login. Uh, we're going to get our parents each to have their own login. And with the login, um, they can log into one password and get access to all of their passwords that they have put on their account. I do not get access to Alan's unless he goes into that password and says, go ahead and share that with the whole family. Right. Or like I have a, I have a, uh, you know, I'm an account with this and I want to share it with the whole family. So I'm going to make this open or I just want to share it with Brian or I just want to share it with someone else. The beauty is you can choose per password or per document, whether you want to share it with other people in your family. So imagine how nice that's going to be if our parents get to the point where they say, you know what? We've got a lot of accounts here. Let me just go ahead and share all of those with you guys, just in case something were to happen. And then we can go and be able to log into those to help them uh, yeah. you know, keep those up if they can't access them or something were to happen. So, uh, so I, think, I think this, and that's something that you just can't do with iCloud or with the built-in apps. You really yeah. just can't do it very effectively. So. Well, that was the thing, Brian, that really got me sold on this is the sharing across mm-hmm. members. Because again, if it was just me having my own set of passwords, fine with the iCloud, I could right? probably still use the built-in Yep. Safari or Chrome and all that. My problem was is I do use multiple browsers on a daily basis. Yep. Each browser was storing its own passwords and I needed them to be able to communicate with each other and they couldn't. One password is the way that that now works because I have one password installed and it's set up on my Safari browser. It's got a little browser extension for Safari and it's got a browser extension for Chrome. So both are using the same pot of passwords that I've got available to me. Now, Brian, I brought up my window. I'm not showing all my login passwords. I just put a few of them in the favorites to show. But this is where I can actually, you can actually go and view all of your login and passwords you've got saved. So, and just so you know, CVS, I do not use for my help. That was an old one. So I don't care if anybody remembers the email address on this and the password is still blanked out. But the idea is I can go in and edit that username and password if I ever want to here. But otherwise, it's going to autofill it whenever I go to that website and I say one password, go and fill in my login and password. This is what it's going to use. But what's great is, like you were saying about the family sharing, this is my personal stuff over here on the left. But over here, these vaults, there's one called shared by all. And anything I put in that shared by all is now a password that is available to all users on this family. So, Brian, if you were to go to this website that I've got listed a password for, you could actually have it fill in that login and password automatically from you. And I can do the same on mine. So we are basically sharing an account login and password together for that. And if I decide I don't want to share that anymore, I can take it out and put it back into private and it's removed. Very cool. Now it's just in my private vault. You don't have access anymore. That's what got me sold on this. And the fact that, you know, doing the family plan where really I'm spending a buck or two a month. Right. Uh, on this right. and you're spending a couple bucks your side. Well, so. I mean, just for people to, to recognize, we, you know, we're, we, we did this together and we're sharing the price of what it would be to get our parents on. Right. Because I don't expect our parents to look at this and say, 
oh my gosh, this is going to make things easier for us. I expect them to hopefully go and start to put progressively just some important information that they can share with us uh, if need be. But uh, we talked about it before, and I think I think one password is set up that even if we wanted to add new members, so say you wanted to add your son, okay, that's one dollar more. I think it's just a ninety-nine cent more, or one dollar more, dollar per a person month. beyond that, and yeah. you know the ability to be able to share um, share passwords with people that might be in need of that, rather than all of them having to remember those passwords. Maybe it's a Maybe it's an account for a place that you go as a restaurant to be able to order food and you want all of the family members to be able to use that same, you know, login. It's something as simple as that. So I think I think it's great. Now, I will say um, I wish there was a little bit more functionality behind things like, you know, adding in documents. I think it's really focused on password. Right. And you can add documents. Right. I think you can go and say, I want new and I want a document. I want to put my driver's license in there. You know, I've done that. I've taken a picture of my driver's license front and back just to have it digitally in case I'm ever somewhere. Yeah. So there you go. I can go and put in different documents. I can go and put in all of these things to, you know, for example, I could have probably I'm going to be putting all my bank account information and sharing that with my wife. Those aren't logins, but those are, hey, this is our account numbers that we have for these different places. Here's my identity. Here's my insurance card in case you know, I ever have an issue and I don't have my insurance card with me. You have it uh, for me as well. So I just, I think the family is, yeah, you're exactly right. That's what, that's what sold me on this was the family. Um, and the fact that I, it, we have multiple people that potentially could see use in sharing your information with other people. So I'll, I'll, I'll say one last thing about one password that I do like, although it's made me feel really, really insecure and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a function called the Watchtower yeah. that will take a look at all of your passwords collectively and let you know where you rate on the security level of your passwords and how many identical passwords you're using at different other sites that you shouldn't be doing and so forth. Um, one of our viewers, Shane Flynn, I know is involved in government security, high-end yep. data use. So I'm, I'm sorry for this. This is going to be upsetting to see. But um, <laughs> my Watchtower score is not good. Yeah. Uh, it says right now my security score is weak at 358. I've got 1,200 reused passwords. Okay, that's a problem. I understand that. <laughs> I'm going to work on this. This is what this tool is helping me do, is helping me diagnose these problems. And I will find this. 252 weak passwords, 78 unsecured websites. Yes, this is a bad score. I'm working on it. This is a, this is a me problem. I understand that. But thank you to One Password for making Alan, me. Alan, what what's your what's your score, Alan? Three fifty eight. Three fifty eight. Yeah. You want to share mine real quick? Um, sure. And three fifty eight. <laughs> Yeah, we we really should not have a technology podcast, should we? Um, uh, but okay, let's just let's just say this is us showing why one password is really good. Is it? You know, I'm sure you and I both went in and put a bunch of reused passwords just to just to display the benefits of Watch Tower and all of yeah. that, right? <laughs> so well, but I did. I did. You know, if we were playing golf, I beat you. But uh, unfortunately, if I had been using one password for the last several years, I would be having one password generate unique passwords for every website for me. That's exactly. But right. instead, I imported all of my passwords in from my other browsers and 
Yep. That's why so many yep. passwords are the same and they yep. shouldn't be. I need to go fix that. But at least this is reminding me why I need to do that. So it's good. Oh, and I, love, and I love the fact that you have 409 that you've chosen not to do two-factor authentication, <laughs> even though they offer it. <laughs> so, so, nope, I know. Sorry, I, know. I didn't want to do it. No. I, this is therapeutic for me sharing it to the world like this, like I am, but um, that's what I'm doing. But I'm vouching right. for you on what one password. I do think one password yeah, is a great think- tool. It's, you know, I, I know we were looking at some other alternatives. We tried out some others. And I think one password we just kind of assumed was kind of that seemed to be the one everybody was using. And we wanted to find something a little more yep. robust. But honestly, now that I'm in one password, I'm like, yeah, this is the number one for a reason no, because I, it's really like good. Yeah. Yeah. Shane Flint <laughs> says, your score says, hack me. That is the uh, terminology <laughs> it's using. I agree. Yep. And I am. Yep. That's going to be my weekend project now is I'm going to work on reducing or improving my mm-hmm. watchtower score. That's my, that's okay. my Okay. We will have a challenge, Alan. We'll have a challenge. Let's see who, let's see if we can get our scores up within, I don't know, certainly the next month so that we okay. maybe revisit on our next bits or something. All, All right, right. One month from now, challenge. our next bits, we'll do a revisit on this. Okay. All right. You were beating me by one. Uh, so we'll see mm-hmm. what happens next time. Okay. Okay. All right, okay. Alan, you got, uh, you've got another one. Um, yeah, I do have one more. Okay. Um, this is a hardware pick, um, and it's not going to be for everybody, but I think it does go along a little bit with some of the conversations we've had in the past about really good, uh, zoom setups, uh, doing video conferencing, uh, using microphones and using your cameras to kind of have a good presence when you're doing video conferencing. I'll tell you my issue. Um, I have two locations where I do work or I may be in front of the computer here in my home. And then I've got my office uh, downtown and I'm there pretty much. That's my two locations. I'm portable. I've got a, a laptop. I'm between the two spots. So I really want to have a good setup for video conferencing in both locations. Okay. I have a ring light here at my home location. I've got one at my office location. I have the same microphone at both locations as well. Hmm. The problem I was having here is this is the microphone. I'm going to take it out of this holster. And before I had it on a mic stand that would kind of sit right here in front of me, but it's not the best placement for a mic. I mean, I'm using my keyboard. I'm having to move it out of the way. I'm having to kind of figure out where to put the mic stand to have it here. I have fixed a, uh, amount, right? I have an overhang right over my head here on my desk. So I actually mounted a mic holder up there. So now I can put the mic up in that location have it just hang there in front of me. It's not quite as close to my mouth, so it's not quite sounding as good, but it's, it's okay. And for the kind of use I do, it it works fine and it keeps it out of the way. So I've got all my workspace still here. It's good, but that's not what my pick is. My pick is I got to my point in my office where I really needed something even more flexible than this. And I don't have anything to kind of mount the mic on above me. I have a very open desk area. And I needed something where I could bring that mic in or out as needed, but I could also tuck it away, not have it take up my room. So you probably, if you've seen anybody on a YouTube video or on a podcast, you've seen them have the mic stands, the arm mic stands. Okay. These, if I can kind of show you how it works, this is a clamp that fits onto the edge of a desk or the back of a desk or somewhere where you've got a surface that can clamp into. And then once it's clamped into place, this arm can move at several different joint levels 
to different heights and different places to where you could actually have it to where it kind of brings the mic right up to the level where you need it right there in your spot. Okay. And I can also move it up out of the way. I can swivel it around. I can do a lot of, um, a lot of different movements with it. Now I don't have it mounted here because unfortunately my home desk is not equipped and set up to where I can mount this anywhere. It's just the, this is an old desk. I'm in a desk that's built into a wall. I don't have any place to clamp it into. Otherwise I would be using it here. In my office situation, it's been great. A lot of people look at this and say, well, it seems a little overkill for just having a mic that you're using. But think about this. If you want to keep your desk clear, but you do want to have a dedicated mic, you don't want to just use the microphone on your laptop or your computer, but you just don't want it always having to sit there or always having to move the mic into place, you know, with a mic stand. Getting something like this and finding a good place to mount it to your desk and be able to bring it in swing it into place, and then you can back it back out and even fold it up back into a corner. It's really nice because then you can actually move the mic as close as you want to get it to your mouth um, that you're comfortable having it up there and in the screen. But when you're not using the microphone, it can fold back up and kind of tuck away back in the corner of your desk or wherever you have it mounted. The reason I bring this up, Brian, is because these are a lot more affordable than you might think. Uh, this is one I got for $35. Um, Here's the one. Here's the listing on Amazon where I got it. $35. Um, build quality. I mean, sure, it's not the, the greatest build quality you can possibly get. But for $35 bucks for a, something that you may use once in a while when you're doing a, a video com, a conference or you're recording something. Hmm. And to have this clamped on your desk uh, for $35 bucks works great. And it even comes with the windscreen attachment. You can see that attachment there that you can attach onto the onto the, uh, the arm. Again, people look at this and they think, oh, this is a big podcaster or this is broadcast or somebody doing this. I'm saying, no, I actually think there's some great applications. If you're yeah. sensitive to your yeah. desk space, you need something more flexible, you want to get the microphone close, but you still need to be able to do work on your, your keyboard, your mouse or wherever else. This is just a great tool to work with and a yeah, lot of flexibility. Great. I put it in my work desk uh, about two weeks ago. I've already had, you know, 12 uh, uh, video conference calls where I've used it. I can get the mic really close to where I am, but my hands are still free to move around the keyboard. Nothing's blocking it with a mic stand or anything on my desk. Um, it's just great. And if you're okay with the way it looks and kind of gives you that podcaster feel, but if you're okay with that, it looks really good. You could also maneuver it like I have before where the microphone is still just out of the frame of my video, but yeah, because it's on this arm, that. I can still maneuver it exactly where I want it and it's not distracting. And then when I'm done, easily just tuck it back in the corner. So, yep. No, this is great. Yep. Again, $37 and it even comes with the windscreen. It comes with all the gear you need. It's ready to go. Um, it does not have the actual mic clip. You have to get that with the microphone you've got, but it, it has a universal adapter that you can screw that mic clip on. So this little mic holder here came with my microphone. So when you get this, it's just a, a screw at the end, uh, a threaded bolt at the end of it, ready for whatever attachment of mic clip you're going to bring onto it. But I mean, it works for any kind of mic I've seen so far and it looks really good. So this mm -hmm. is a, I'm recommending, I don't even know the manufacturer. It's the E1 Life Store on Amazon. If you go on Amazon and you search for these boom arms, that's really what they're called is microphone boom arms. 
The one by E1 Life, E-W-O-N-L-I-F-E, is the one I'm using, $37, highly recommended so far in my use of it. Um, they can get a lot more expensive and with a lot more durability, a lot more features, a lot more articulation as far as how it can move. But for basic, simple use, you just really need those two joints and you can get the mic just about anywhere you need it at any location and it works great. So. Yeah. Well, I can, I can second the fact that having a microphone on your desk completely limits your ability to, to yeah. type and do the things you want to do. So I have a, I have a, uh, the Yeti blue, which is, I see one of the, the microphones on here that it's, it's suggesting work. So I'll lift mine mm-hmm. up. So every time that I do a podcast, I pull it off my shelf and put it over here in front of my keyboard and then try to maneuver it somehow that I'm close enough, but I'm also still able to type. Uh, and then right after I'm done, I put it away because I know that it's not at all comfortable for me to have here while I'm working. Um, so the fact that I could put this over on an arm, put it off to the side every time I want to do a web conference or a podcast, just bring it in, have it in the same spot, but yet my hands are free underneath. I think, uh, I had been thinking about this and uh, it's good to know that you can get something decent for uh, a price like that. So it's good. Yeah. And it's, it's super, I mean, it comes, the one I got comes I mean, all pre-assembled. You really just, the only thing you had to do is find a place to, to, to bolt it onto it. your desk or somewhere yeah. on a, on an end table or wherever you're going to uh, fasten it to. And, and it uh, just needs a ledge, right? It just needs a, Alleged to clamp top and bottom. Yeah, it doesn't have to be something on the bottom of your desk. I mean, I was actually looking because I've got this overhang above my desk. If the layout of this of my shelf was a little bit differently, I could actually mount it up higher and mm-hmm. then bring the mic down from up above instead of having yeah. it be mounted down on the on the surface of my desk. So you do have some flexibility where I mean, I've even seen people mount it on the side of something where they've got somewhere on the side of their wall. They can mount it to, and they bring the microphone out to the side. The whole key is just giving you flexibility to position that mic where you need it without it taking up your desk space, without blocking your keyboard, without blocking your hands or anything else. And uh, it works great. Perfect. All right. Wow. Okay, Alan, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you, I think you killed it this time. Yeah, I think you, yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that you, you were the winner here. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, but, I, uh, I mean, quite honestly, you made it for last week. Somewhat, somewhat made it for last week. Uh, I had to, me. I had to redeem myself a little bit. Um, I tried to make sure my picks range from extremely practical and useful, like the mic stand, uh, economical, like the photo editor, photopia website to the, bizarre but yet oddly intriguing and fascinating websites like the other yeah. ones i brought up yeah. so yeah i mean mick broken i mean that that really was the most important thing you brought today um obviously <laughs> and because we brought it and the fact that all these users are going to start using it now that means the data is going to get better right mm-hmm. that means the data is going to be more accurate and uh we are going to have you know Great information about the uh, McDonald's, you know, uh, ice cream delivery uh, capabilities. So, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, good. I mean, the fact I'm, that they don't have an app, that's a little concerning, though, right? That, that I can't pull it up as I'm driving and then know that the notification would be deleted. Yeah, I want notifications. Brian, that's what I want. Brian, want the brothers in tech 
army, I like to call it. The the people who listen to this show. The the, the masses of people family. who listen to yes. the podcast that we put out, the recorded version of this. Um, once they start swarming to McBroken, don't be surprised when you start hearing about venture capital <laughs> being infused in McBroken. Uh, becomes a, a revenue model yep. instead. They go with yep. apps. They go with notifications. It's going to go public. You, you can buy stock in it. And yes. yeah, no, no, it's going to. You're going to be watching crazy. the bell ringing on the uh, stock market floor sometime in the near future. And there's there's going to be the founder of McBroken, McBroken. ringing that bell. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, oh, the guy's going to have to come out of his shell uh, to actually be in front of people. And uh, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be great. Brian, did I ever tell you the, the story about the, the very first website I ever built? Um, does it have to do with Waffle House? Yeah. I, did I tell oh, you this? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. I, 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 tell, this, right? I tell other people about this. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, if you'd like to remind us, I don't think we've said it on look, here. I don't believe. I put a lot of, I put a lot of time. So, I, yeah, in case anybody wasn't familiar. Uh, back in the very, very early days, I'm talking, this was 90, 93. 394, maybe. Yeah, 9293, maybe. 9293, right? was, when yeah, the web, was... World Wide Web was just totally yeah. infancy. Dial up modems, get on the internet, and you had maybe 20 websites that you could actually go to at any given time. It was all just text and really, really low quality, high, uh, really annoying graphics if, if you used at all. My roommate and I got really pretty deep into it and actually built a website for Waffle House, the Waffle House chain. They didn't ask us to. We just did it uh, because we wanted to. And we actually did go and catalog every location of every Waffle House across the nation and had a map. People could choose a state and see a listing of all the Waffle Houses and addresses and contact information there. Um, so I I understand what McBroken was was working with here. There's a lot of data organizing and putting together into a website to make it work. Um, Waffle House never took, we wrote Waffle House offering to sell the website we built for them because Waffle House did not have a website at that time. Nobody really had a website at that time. Uh, they never took us up on that. I'm still a little bitter about that, but um, that was my experience. So yes, I totally understand where McBroken is. I get it. A lot of data yep. entry, a lot of management of data, and keeping things up to date and current. Um, hats off to well, you. It's guys. the things you do for the good of society, right? I mean, someone is doing that for for all of us to gain, all of us to benefit from. And true. Uh, quite honestly, he need, needs to get paid. He or she needs to get paid. Um, you know, yeah. needs to make this work. So, I didn't even see any ads on McBroken. So, uh, well, was that mm. so? Which one was the one that said at the bottom? Donated coffee. Okay, that was the my eighties TV had a little button yeah. where you can donate a coffee to the the person. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how McBroken is getting funded right now. I have no idea, but I hope they continue. Well, <laughs> All right, Brian, I think we're we're good, right? Let me wrap this up. I'm I'm quite amazed actually how uh, how well that uh, that went on your side. So the yeah. the gauntlet has been laid down. Um, for next time. So you guys step it up for next up. month. Yeah. Stepping it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Ryan, good. If anybody good. has uh, any experience with any of the, the, the suggestions we made today, <laughs> want to make some comments about it. Maybe if you have any user. experience with any of those websites that Alan brought up, if you, if you're the Please user that told, told us 17 minutes ago that, uh, um, that, that McDonald's was out of, uh, 
uh, ice cream, please let us know. Um, yeah, you can email us uh, at uh, info at the mesh.tv. So that's info, I-N-F-O, at themesh.tv. And uh, most importantly, we, we just love ideas of new uh, topics to get into. Uh, quite honestly, Alan and I have been at this now for, oh, Alan, uh, maybe 150 episodes, 120, yeah. 30 episodes, something like that. So we're, we're running dry on ideas. So it would be great if you would contribute some new ideas and um, <laughs> things that you'd like us to, to cover. Because um, if not, we're just going to go back two years and just start redoing everything and pretend like it never happened. So, uh, um, so let us know. Now, you can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech.com. Here at the bottom, brothers-in-tech.com, where we'll show you some uh, previous episodes, and you can go back and uh, and check up uh, on us. Uh, several of those uh, episodes are still. Great information, uh, still uh, still useful today. So go back and check out earlier uh, earlier episodes. And for all those people that have been emailing me to say that you know we think that you should take over the show after last week from here on, um, you know I appreciate the the sentiment, but um, you know what, Alan Alan doesn't have much else going on uh, these days. So you know we need to keep him engaged, and uh, and he just redeemed himself. So. The, uh, the McBroken website pretty much redeemed him for uh, for, for the next few the next few weeks. So, yeah, welcome back, Alan. Thank you. I appreciate that, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to wrap up Brothers in Tech for today. Uh, as a quick bulletin note, uh, just so everybody's aware, the McDonald's on Springs Road, still the machine is broken. <laughs> Did a refresh. Still not working. So if you were heading down Springs Road looking for a, McDonald's ice cream, and you're excited about pulling into the drive-thru. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Don't, 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 broken. Do, it. don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't set yourself up for that heartbreak because it's tough. It's tough. I've been there. I've been there. But let me just all tell right. you that all of the all of the McDonald's close to me are working just fine. Yeah. Even though it's 100 degrees outside, they're all working just fine. I mean, we're Oregon. You know, yeah. We pre- stay on top of stay on top of the ice cream machine out here. So, all right, bro. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see y'all next time. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.